Welcome to The Cavern Today, number 28, Listening to the Familiar Voices. Today's show is packed to the brim with interesting stuff as we welcome back into the Explorer fold the long-lost Phil Henderson. While we all should be wary during this time of increased tension, science has proven that too much stress can really take a toll on the body, so sit back and relax, with your alto doors shut of course, and enjoy TCT 28. To start us off, here's Dalton Starbine with today's news and interviews with the Cavern community. This is Dalton Starbine bringing you TCT News. Well, the week of the 30th of July started off innocuously enough. Arising from concerns regarding the changes of light levels in the lake, Victor Laxman removed the lake light meter from the cavern, saying it didn't accurately reflect the levels of light in the lake. He did, however, assure explorers that their efforts were making an impact, albeit a small one at this early stage. Explorers were also today notified that individual pellet scores could be uploaded to one's Bevan imager, and so explorers are now able to contribute to their Bevan's pellet score. On the 30th, explorers also encountered Nick White, who, among other things, informed explorers of Douglas Sharper's return from Nullaben. This was vindicated later at the Watcher's Sanctuary, when Douglas Sharper himself arrived, confirming that he had indeed killed a Baro. The repercussions of this would not be seen until the following day, however, when both Nick White and Sharper were in the Watcher's Sanctuary again. Douglas seemed certain that the Baro was one of the evil Baro, that is, until the dead Baro appeared in the Sanctuary, accompanied by two others, who appeared to be mourning the other's death. Sharper and White linked out, the Baro leaving soon after. It seems that Sharper may have accidentally killed one of the good Baro. These events seem to have led to numerous Baro sightings recently. Many explorers have tried to communicate with little success. Sharper mentioned on the 1st of August that the good Baro are watching explorers. However, it seems that only a fraction of the total number of Baro are currently in the cavern, after a familiar voice was heard again. On Thursday, August the 2nd, Phil Henderson, believed to have died three years ago in a collapse, was seen in Agra in the company of two Baro. He seemed surprised to hear that there were Baro in the cavern, but then explained that he had come from some as yet unknown place, and that there is great conflict between two factions of Baro. This confirms the existence of two clear and diametrically opposed groups. Phil also mentioned that this was a result of the freedom they had gained as a result of the events explored in Science Mist 5 game. Most other answers he gave were characteristically cryptic in nature, but he alluded to a he who would come and give further answers. One thing is certain the community may have to prepare for the possible coming of this conflict into the cavern. However, there were also some good events that occurred during this time. The DRC have officially given the go-ahead for the restructuring of the guild system for the explorer community. It was unveiled along with the Kirel neighborhood on Wednesday the 1st. Kirel, a previously unused neighborhood, has now been converted to a guild neighborhood. While no official information has commenced in earnest, the DRC have announced which guilds will be formed. The current Guild of Greeters will continue as an official DRC-sanctioned guild, while the new guilds of Riders, Messengers, Cartographers, and Maintainers will be formed. This has caused a large amount of controversy in the cavern, with some explorers supporting it, while others cited as being one of the contributing factors in the downfall of the Dunny civilization. Further information can be found in the Kirel neighborhood. Another new area accessible is the Age of Jalak Dador. 
This age appears to have been a gaming world used by the Dunny, and holds a similar function for explorers. It is possible to use one's key to change the form of the gaming arena. Whether Yisha has left a message or one of her journeys in this age seems unlikely at this stage. The entertaining nature of the age is sure to keep explorers occupied. The book to Jellic can be found in the Agura Library. Well, that's the news to this minute. Tune in next month as we keep an eye on the Baru conflict and also any new ages that are released. For now, this is Dalton Starbine for The Cavern Today, signing off. Moog's here with us to bring us another of those zany tales, those little sentences that make you cringe at the English language. Embellish your cabinet to your pumpernickel bread. It's Mad Lib time. This segment brought to you by The Tattoo Cave, home of the other Dini Inc. Hello again, this is Moog, introducing the second in our series of Cavern Today Mad Libs. Now, I must admit that when I heard our first Mad Lib in Podcast 27, I had no idea what was going on. I hadn't followed the thread in the TCT forum, you see, and when I heard the finished product, my main impression was, what just happened? So, for the benefit of any of you who are unfamiliar with Mad Libs, as I was, here's the deal. For the TCT Mad Libs, Toraneko takes a well-known passage of literature, a poem, or something similar, and selects an assortment of words from the piece. She then posts a list in the TCT forum of the types of words she selected, be they nouns, verbs, adjectives, adverbs, places, and so forth, without actually mentioning the original words or even what piece of literature is involved. Participants in the thread then provide random words and phrases to match the descriptions until the list is filled. And Tora then plugs the new words into the original piece and, voila, a mad lib. Well, last month we did a send-up of Yisha's first speech. It was pretty hilarious, but in the interest of bringing a bit more class to our podcast, the selection this month is Shakespeare's Sonnet 18. Yeah, the title's sort of generic, but many of you might recognize this sonnet as the one that begins, Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Yeah, that one. And so, without further ado, about nothing, we present Shakespeare's Sonnet 18 as you've never heard it before, thanks to Toraneko and the TCT staff. Shall I compare thee to a space monkey ninja? Thou art more violent and more temperate. Fried winds do shake the darling polecats of February, and a summer's introverted guinea pig hath all too fat a date. Sometime too hot the hand of heaven strangulates, and often is his burnt sienna complexion dimmed, and every insufferable from insufferable sometimes represents, by chance or nature's smiting course exploded. But thy turbocharged summer shall not fade, nor bounce possession of that insufferable thou owest, nor shall death flounder thou wanderest in his machine, when in eternal dancing pinatas to time thou snortest, so long as explosions can breathe or eyes can disintegrate. So long lives this, and this gives subwoofer to thee. And so, with apologies to Shakespeare, and to poetry lovers everywhere, this is Moog for the Cavern Today saying, <clears throat> Good night, good night, parting is such sweet sorrow, that I shall say good night till it be morrow. Sleep dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast. Would I were sleep and peace so sweet to rest. Yo, uh, Shora, I'm Rocky of Rocky's Tattoo Cave, Dunny's only and best tattoo parlor. You tired of looking like everybody else? You need something to make you stand out from the crowd. Something superficial and permanent that makes you unique. Well, come to Rocky's Tattoo Cave and we'll fix you up. Yo, welcome to the Tattoo Cave. You look like a man who needs a tattoo to impress your buddies. Um, yeah. Uh, to the head? Nah. So, what'll it be? DRC logo? Journey hand, the caddish butterfly, it's very popular. 
Uh, I don't know. Um, do you have anything, uh, tougher? Oh, borrow? Shroomy? Ah, here you go, bro. The Gorishan stained glass. Ah, um, jeez, it's oh, huge. It's, um, all in black. Don't you have any color? Nah, Dunny ink only comes in black. You use Denis ink? Uh, no. Ah, oh, well, um, I'm going to have to think about this. I'll tell you what, bro. We'll give you the Yisha special. You'll be the envy of the whole cavern. Not the face. Uh, uh, you know what? I've, I've really, really got to go. Uh, bye. He'll be back. Anyway, come on down to Rocky's. We're in the mall right next to the Kaddish Gallery. The Tattoo Cave. Home of the other Dunny Inc. Well, the crew down at the coffee house is at it again. TC Tot's about to get going once they realize they forgot to turn on the microphones again. Welcome to TCT Talk, our roundtable chatterbox about the goings-on in Cavern. This week we have... Anthony. Vid. Wolfgang. And me, Janathus. Sherry's not joining us this week. She's off abroad. So, let's get down to our talking points. Jalek, who's been there? Who's loved it? I've been there. It's kind of empty. Not much of anything. It's kind of small. I can see the possibility for theoretically infinite number of games coming out of it, and probably a great deal of art. I think you're just admitting to us that you can see into the future. Yes, I can. How far? <laughs> Till yesterday. Anthony's thinking dollars and cents here. Can you see the lottery numbers? <laughs> no, I'm no I can only predict like yesterday's actually. future. Well, when you think about it, we're already seeing masses of games coming out of Jolly. Uh huh. Yeah, there was I'm a. I'm for Jolly Battle Chess. <laughs> but here's a, here's a real question for you. What were they thinking when, when they named it? I mean, Jalock the Door. Did you lock the door? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll have to fix that in post. To <laughs> lock the door. I raised the pillar as high as I could to see if there was, you know, a door or anything in any of them. There wasn't. Of course, that would yeah, be too I, easy. I was that playing around with the end pillars. Puzzle of any I found. I don't think it is a puzzle. That's how simple it is. <laughs> you go yeah. in, and it's solved. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Chewing it out because it's simple, but. It's not meant to really be a complex age. It's supposed to be a sandbox, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. It's meant to create games. That's the exact point. And there's some people complaining in the forums. I've noticed that uh, Jalak's not really an age because it's a game, and people are saying, well, the stuff we've received in real life have been of varying sizes and purposes, and you know, all of them have been, uh, well... The pods have been in, in a single age, but they're still all individual releases. And uh-huh. But even though Jalak is so small in size, there's so much we can do there. Well, yeah. Isn't that the point? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but people don't seem to realize that. Maybe it's just the ones that are complaining are the type of people who can't think out of the box and actually come up with their own ideas. Well, not Maybe. all of the people who come to the Uru community are very cerebral. Which yeah, not all the people the want to make their own stuff. Some <laughs> the people, the people who are the fans for of Uru who are following it while while Uru Live was not exist in existence anymore. Those who I would deem the uh, I wouldn't say true fans, but the the dearly devoted avids. Yes, um, <laughs> they bananas. they were the ones you know who who carried the torch in that meantime, and uh, I I think a lot of people who are out there now who may not be the, of the same ilk. Just me going on a limb. That's a guess. I could be wrong. It's happened before. Yeah. Oh, no, I can see that. But that's a discussion for another TCT talk. Yes, Jalik. Back to Jalik. Or maybe the next thing. If we could spend the entire talk on that subject. Well, you know, Jalik is, you know, as as you mentioned, it's a sandbox, so it's, it's a, you can do whatever you want with it, essentially. Although, Minkata is, looks more like a sandbox. Jalik <laughs> is the sandbox. I still think... Now I don't remember I think. Oh, well. He doesn't think. Right, Phil's alive. Let's go to that. <laughs> uh. Well, there, I think there's enough doubt that Phil was alive. Excuse me. 
enough doubt that Phil was dead that uh, I still don't think I said that right. Wait, I think we doubted. I think I can doubt that I doubted. He was. We doubt that he was alive in the first place. Okay, seriously, he was dead to begin with. Who thought Phil was really? Basically, guys, there was about as much doubt about Phil being alive in the community as there is about the fact that are borrowed. Well, I, I know that in the, the non-online version, although I believe the online version has embraced the story arc that uh, Richard Watson left because um, of the death, the, the latest Dr. death, Watson. which was Phil Henderson. Well, Phil isn't dead, so Mr. Watson, you need to get back here. Well, we don't know where he is. Right. I, that's not my problem. He needs to come back. <laughs> anyway, we already have someone looking for Watson. I, I, I mean, swear, if he, if he comes back, he'll just say hi and then go poof. Literally, just poof and be gone. No, he's still technically the chairman of the DRC, so I want him back here now. Oh, well, yeah, that would I be nice. I'm pretty confident Kate's taken over that position by now. No, not yet. There hasn't no. been any announcement about no, the still working DRC on that. chairman yet. No now, one's been tested for taking that spot. With Phil back, have, have anyone seen the conversation he's been having since he's been back? There's only been one. He doesn't seem too terribly um, either coherent or cohesive. <laughs> Take your pick. He's 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 not making a whole either. lot of sense, or maybe he's making sense about stuff that we just haven't seen. He's been out of touch. I wouldn't say it's so much out of touch as we don't have the background behind why he was saying what he was saying, so we have no idea what he was saying. Well, he no context? Know. Right. It, even the stuff he was saying, it seemed like he was just really comfortable and fairly okay with the whole thing. It's like, well, this is bound to happen. Let's do whatever we have to do now. Yeah, and yes, it does It's bound to happen because we were led around over it. <coughs> doesn't this correspond also to uh, Sharper mentioning that the uh, the Bauru are coming? And by that, I believe he means uh, the Yeah, that, yeah, that would be a close correspondence. I mean, you know. Well, if nothing else, we probably finally have a nail in the coffin on exactly who they is that's been coming ever since December. Yeah. Oh, but it was mentioned that was a single person. They are coming, he is coming, and I will come he is, as well. He is yes, coming. there are more than one. There is a they, there is a him, and... The question is still who's the him. Yeah, have we seen the him yet? That's a good question. Could it be Phil? I don't think uh, so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. no. Not really. So the person she's talking about would be kind of her antithesis. Yeah, that's... Antithesis? <laughs> I, I assume that's what it would be. So... Uh, moving on to the inception of the guilds, or the, the opening of the guilds. The inception of the possibility of the opening of the guilds in the future. That sounds about it, right. That, that was well put, Wolfgang. <laughs> well, it's nothing definite. Just like, here, here's some t-shirts. Have fun! Yeah, and, and it always picked the t-shirts because of the color. Yeah. I like blue. And then, Ooh, then, the then I was running around. Nice. I'm like, oh, they have all these colors. I'm like, why do they have different colors? <laughs> and I started reading, like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> right, guilds. See, uh, I, I grabbed the shirt I wanted because of the particular guild, but then I realized that all I have to wear is this pink T-shirt. <laughs> Maintainers. Yes. Apparently, it's supposed to be mauve, but burgundy. Um, mauve. Burgundy. Okay, burgundy. But apparently, someone just colored the T-shirts at the printing shop, according to the DRC. Yeah, that is very not. It's burgundy. pink. <laughs> it's very. Yeah, they did a pink. Yeah. Burgundy. It's pink. That, that's the rule. One of my coworkers was was getting me about that today. I told her I, that some, my sister bought me this baby blue shirt, and she's like, "What's wrong with that?" I'm like, "I don't wear baby blue." I'm like, is that it? I'm like, well, I don't wear pink either. She's like, what's wrong with pink? Pink looks nice on guys. I'm like, yeah, a lot of girls say that. <laughs> I'm I'm not too hip on it. Sorry. It's just not happening. Yep. Pastels well, and guys just don't mix. You know, the funny the thing attic. is, I tried to help. I tried to help somebody shop once, and while we were out, I noticed like all the like, the the sharp colors were in the guys section. It's like like the Animal Kingdom. You got the Robin boy is the prettier, and the girls <laughs> just all brown. That was a fun aside, anyway. Um, so, have we uh, have we heard anything further about the guilds? There is it. Is there any kind of Official formation, well, or is it all in the hands of the explorers? News. I mean, you got several states where we have pre-existing guilds. The greeters, of course, the cartographers, and uh, you know, there's the other two guilds, the maintainers and the writers. But those 
to or basically they'll figure that what they're doing out over time. There's no real power base in those areas that is competing. They're just going to form a guild over time. The where most interesting stuff's happening, I guess, is the messengers at the moment. Well, we've already got the DNet shutting down because people are just really, yeah, tossing that's them aside. One of the, the bad results so far. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was just saying that, that they were pretty much moved into obscurity, and people said, no, they were doing important stuff and great stuff, and then almost that day, the announcement came, oh, we're shutting down. I'm like, oh, goodness. I hope I didn't cause that. <laughs> I didn't mean no, to shut them down. I, I just thought they had shut down. kind of the existence of new Guild of Messengers that doesn't exist yet kind of was yeah. the catalyst to that. Well, I think it's a problem that we run into uh, all over the place, and it's it's going to be... It, you're going to see it everywhere. It's it's not. There's never going to be a perfectly constant membership everywhere. Uh, we've yeah. run into it um, in our CCN TCT days. We've run into TCT. There's going to be up up times and down times. Yep, and yep. if you say, well, well, nobody's been utilizing it. Well, maybe you just haven't gotten the word out that it's there. Maybe some people have forgotten or have had their focus pulled in other directions. Sometimes people just need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. Just about every day, someone I speak to someone in the cavern who has no idea what TCT is. They go okay. and check it out, and they're like, wow, this is yeah, awesome. That's me. I thought we had pretty good penetration as far as mind share of people knowing who we were. Well, with the uh, mm. well, we did in the until Uru days, but as the, the uh, people who come into the, into the cavern are newer and, or haven't been around in a while, uh, we're not yeah. getting the word out anymore as well as we use it. A lot of our downloads, and we've noticed before, there a lot of them come from already existing iTunes feeds. We yeah. are slowly going from a small town environment to a small city. Yeah. Yep. And it's filling up with a different form of people. And we used to have a TCT jacket. We would be cool <laughs> if we could get that again. That would be nice. Well, you'll have to talk to the people in the DRC about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Submit some feature requests. So, um, have we said all we want to about the guilds? Um, I think there's one more really important point that needs to be made regarding Kirel and the guild. Oh, the fact, okay. the fact of the matter is, the real reason that they give us all these lovely t-shirts and all this information is that we're being trained to be a five-person superhero team. Oh, not that! <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that, but I, I, I had no idea what it was coming from. Seriously, think about it. Yellow, black, blue, pinkish, red, burgundy, color, green. They are the DRC Power Rangers? The new Power Rangers. Power Rangers, that's it. Then maybe they're going to allow us to fly robotic lions. Go, go, explorers. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, on that, we're going we're gonna to move to the topic that's probably going to generate the most yeah, chat through this. It was fine. Five explorers with attitude. <laughs> Yeah, but we, we can't right. get in the cool little karate positions for pictures. Mm-hmm. No you can emotes. dance, though. There's no emotes I mean, for that. They just they Someone unleashes Kate Alexander from this dumpster on the moon. After 10,000 years, I'm free! It's time to fund the DRC! <laughs> okay, then. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, our, our last topic is going to be uh, uh, a bit of a whine, unfortunately. A bit of a complaint. I'll open up this can of worms. I'm a little... Yeah, because you always open can of worms. But... Yeah, well, you know, hey. Worms, yeah, worms are yummy. Um, yes. I'm a little upset with uh, the way the story seems to keep coming to me through chat logs. Um, and it's not that perhaps I'm not the most devoted of Uru Explorers that I'm, I, I don't get in every day and I don't go in for I don't know, four to six hours every time I go in. Um, so even if I've... I don't think I have ever come across any events during the episode going on when I've gone into Uru. So I, I have no choice. If I want to experience these story elements, I have to actually read the chat logs that went on during that time. I don't really like this because chat logs are big. I mean, they're even like highlighting the important lines and making them blue and... That's lovely. <laughs> but I would just rather have a properly delivered story in a journal format and make those chats of the uh, the characters in the city be more superfluous and more, yay, I got to interact with the character, but the story is still someplace where everyone can get to it. Um, wow, and that's, that's just it. That, if all the story was revealed in the journals, we would have no chance at all to really have any sort of effect on it. Well, well 
Well, it's no, not we have a minimum. That. I mean, it, there was a lot more storytelling in prologue from what I've seen by journal than there is now. I mean, you had Sharper's journal that was being updated constantly. Well, it, I think it would be cool is if, like, we see the person in the city and we think, well, they were just around. I wonder if they wrote in their journal. And we could go check and, oh, look, they did. And it doesn't have to all be in the journals, but the thing is, is I don't like it all being in chat logs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it kind of ruins it because it doesn't. If you're reading it in chat logs, it doesn't feel like it's actually part of the game. I think. And yeah. and also, you, you, if you, it's already in chat log, you've already missed it. Exactly. That brings up another <laughs> question. Something that someone was bringing up in a neighborhood the other day. Do you think Sharper would still be updating his journal if everyone hadn't basically got up in his face and say, hey, will you update your journal more so I can read it? I thought it was actually somebody said, do you mind us reading your journal? And he said, do you mind if I steal your car? I thought that was <laughs> yeah, that, that I thought that was a little situation where that <laughs> they were pretty much stopped dead. Yeah. But, but the question is, if people had kept quiet that we were basically ransacking his office, do you think he would still be updating? Well, I think one way to handle that would be to uh, just politely ignore that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we, it's, we, can, we can ask people, you know, till we're blue in the face, can you do this, can you do this, can you do this? And, you know, no, I can't, no, I don't know what you're talking about. People will say, well, what about what happened in Miss 5? I'm like, I've never heard of Miss 5, what is that? You know, just, they, they blow off things as either, um, you know, OOC or not applicable just treat the journals the same way mm-hmm. yeah. you know like 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 they don't they don't know that we know how to get to their journals it, it, yeah, you're starting like, to stretch the bounds of uh oh what is it um oh, why can't i think of it well i'm not saying that's the way to do it i'm saying that's one way that could be done i'm not saying I'm, what i'm saying essentially is it's not impossible yeah the suspension of disbelief i mean it's within them but trying to get towards the outer edge better trick would be to just because when you have a hundred people ransacking through a person's office, it's bound to be found out. If such a place starts existing, it would probably have to be um, instanced. Not no, not instanced. Privatized so that only explorers individually can go to those places. Excuse me, because uh, that way you wouldn't have people just hanging out AFK or whatever in that location. Journals can do things that you really can't do with the uh, chat logs and stuff. Okay, you can chat, please going to be a back and forth conversation when you have a journal you get to see a little of the inner monologue from what's going on you can see oh yeah the that, that would definitely be useful yeah. and also like if there's things that we are only going to get through text like when um rills went off with sharper yeah. we, were, we were never going to get to see that or experience that so why mm-hmm. not just give us a text version since it's, that's all we're going to get anyway exactly but the very thing is, even just having that bit of text, watching them fall off the key and stuff, meant that whether we could be there or not, it was happening at that moment. Yeah, and as, as I said, yeah. it, it doesn't have to all be that way, but I would really like to see a shift where at least part of it gets that way. But it also requires some infrastructure put in place, I, I mean, think. you don't have to have one or the other. Uh, you can have both. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like something either-or type Yeah, so you, so you can catch up without having to read chat logs. You can catch up in the journal. Exactly, and the journals feel more a part of what you're actually doing. It's not yeah. like you're wandering mm-hmm. off to a forum, searching through threads, and God knows what to find these chat logs. Now, for those of us like myself who, you know, get into those environments where there's a lot of people and there's a lot of lag, I leave. So, it's, as far as I'm concerned, that part of the story doesn't exist outside of the chat logs. Okay. So, yeah. to me, Uru is a very uh, story-free zone because of that. I don't. All I get is what the ages include or the ex- explorable environments include which is why it I don't just doesn't feel like missed I, I want to enjoy the watcher sanctuary and read those um, journals that are there but all the times I go there there's always enough people to cause me enough lag to go know? I don't want to stay here there's no one there right now I know I, I actually got around to reading the first one the other night it's actually kind of sad to see the place so empty it worries me a lot my, my favorite post on the. It was bound to happen when they switched to the episodic style content. My favorite oh. post on the forums is uh, mm. somebody said, "All the the city becomes dead between episodes. You people have no devotion." <laughs> <laughs> well, it is That's only the people who actually, you know, have played the Mist games before and actually enjoy it who are the dedicated 
the quote-unquote dedicated people who you find between these new episodes. And, I don't know, I kind of like it better that way, actually, where you can actually go around the city and there is less people around and you can actually stop at places, enjoy them, and like you were saying, Genesis, actually getting a chance to read the journals that are in these public places where no one's around. You can actually sit and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. The journals are actually a more traditional fast style for misdelivered stories yeah. than, say, Uru's constant interaction. But then, again, flipping the opposite side of the coin, this is not single-player such as Miss was. Yeah. And it's no longer just for people who like Miss due to the fact that it goes through a different channel. There are more people who may not have been introduced to Miss before, so you have to open it up to more people. Yeah. Even years ago, this was never marketed as a Mist game. It was just kind of mm-hmm. taking place in that same environment. Well, it would be, it would be interesting to see. To a certain degree on that. If I'll, that, that brings up a really important point that I've been kind of thinking about for a while. What, what, what would have happened if Mist only existed on the Mist box? If Riven was only called Riven, Exile was only Exile, Revelation was only Revelation. What do you think would have happened to them? Would they have done nearly as well? Probably well, Riven not. was just called Riven, basically. Yeah, but there's always the the, the sequel to Miss is always at the bottom. Always, always, always. Yes, but I don't know. I think Riven probably still would have done just as well because it was. Yeah. Yeah, we're still in the adventure heyday. Time, it's amazing still now. I don't think it would have any problem. I don't know about Exile or everyone knew about Riven. Very few people seem to know about Exile. Oh, I knew about Exile a year in advance. I saw the first trailer for it. I heard about it. I'm like, ooh, cool! Uh, new Mist games coming out soon. But then after I played Exile, I was like, God, this is this is such a copy of Mist. Well, um, I found out about Exile kind of on accident. I was reading through magazines and found out because I was reading how Cyan had stated they weren't going to do any games until their next one came out, which was going to be Uru, but they didn't say that at the time. Didn't they call uh, it Mud Pie around that time? Yeah. I don't think it even mentioned what it was. It just mentioned it was their next project. But they had decided, due to the fact that the next project was taking so long, that they were going to let another development company make a sequel. I think think there's another side to that angle. I think they also needed the the revenue from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the main thing. I think it mentioned the fact that the revenue was starting to get tight and they they needed extra revenue from another game to help. I think graphically... For the uh, static imaging, I think Revelation really pushed it to new limits. Mm-hmm. But it still had some annoying <clears throat> gameplay glitches, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation on its own was not a bad game, but as a missed game, it was definitely the worst. Yeah. Really? I've played through it twice, you know, so I've gotten my enjoyment out of it, but I, I want to go back just to, like, wander around, but there's really, you really can't, like... It isn't, like... Mists, where you reach the end and you can continue to just wander around and re-explore or whatever. It and wasn't of course, a mist game. It was an adventure game with a mist logo stacked on it. And some mist story attached to it. It was hosed <laughs> down with mist juice. Mist light. Somehow that sounded all mist kinds light. of wrong. Oh. oh. <laughs> ah, don't... Mm. Well, it does now. <laughs> yeah, because Janathus. Way to go, Janathus. <laughs> I didn't say Miss Juice. <laughs> no, but you put the idea in our heads about that. <laughs> Darn you, Janathus. Alright, who wants to drink from the fire hose? Did, did, we didn't really have a recurring theme here, we just kind of hit the bullet points. Okay, our it theme for today well. is Janathus knows how to make. Very innocuous things. Innuendous things. Yes, innuendous. Evil. Twisted. The themes are so subtle. <laughs> evil! Evil! <laughs> you barely notice they're there. As a matter of fact, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Until now. <laughs> they're there in the negative. Imaginary times numbers. Imagine, imaginary yeah, it's imaginary man. theme. Uh, theme times I. <laughs> I knew somebody I would remember that. I have an imaginary that. friend. <laughs> What's his name? Hi. <laughs> That's just bad. Uh-huh. That's cut. It, it only works on so many people. <laughs> silence. Yeah, it only works with mathematicians. I, I don't get and it. Engineers. Empty silence. You don't get it? <laughs> I don't get it. 
uh, in um, in later algebra, the and getting into the uh, is it trig or calculus that does this more? Um, it's usually algebra and calculus all deal mm. with it. It's um, the square root of a negative number, and they said the only way to solution solve it is to invent the imaginary number i, and then suddenly you can start solving equations that otherwise cannot be solved. Yeah, basically, i is the square of a negative. And essentially, it, it opens up a whole new Perfect. world of uh, mathematical complexity that it's first you think, wow, it makes life so much easier. Or, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it makes it so much more complicated. <laughs> yeah, okay, you've got problems that suddenly you couldn't work before, so you could just leave them alone. Now it's you like, have to work. Oh, yeah, so now unsolvable. You can solve the problems. It's like, yes, now you have all these problems you can solve, and from them you get thousands of more problems. So, ah, yeah. yeah. Death time. So, that's what you have to look forward to in later math. Yeah, I, 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 got, I got through Calc 1 and that's as far as I'm ever going to go. This is stuff I should know, but it's all falling out of my head over the years. I have no idea what Calc I, I think a lot of stuff falls out of your head, actually. I'm getting ready to move on to Calc 2. I think I skipped Calc 2. I have to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what made me leave the college I was at. They had, like, after calc one there was like seven more math classes and then i could start the computer classes i'm like no well, janathus does not have this in him when they that's said more, that's i think math i took I have to take. oh it's calc three i have to take well, I somehow skipped it i have to say calc two calc three um finite math and uh, a statistical mathematics course that focuses on engineering. Yes, statistical stuff was easy. Yeah, um, linear algebra like math practically like killed me. And like the teacher's like, it's so easy. Just do this, 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 this. Very easy. I'm like, oh my god, no, it's not. Of course, you got all the people who were doing the trigonometry thing for me, Kata. Oh, I the guy who I think did the best cheated. He used a program. Anyway, let me let me tie this off. Engineering major. Okay, we need a psh. A psh. Yeah, we're totally psh. off this track now. All, all kinds of psh. Whole bag of psh. Stop. Is it on sale? Well, that's where we'll end for here. From today. You sure? See, this is why I work much better with a script. Much, time, much better. Time is now a function of place. <laughs> time is now a that's where we end for like here. You can actually, you know, just goof off. I'm going to go stand over at 7 o'clock now. Maybe <laughs> 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 I'm just going to walk two hours in the past. Well, this is where we'll wrap for now. For TCT Talk, this is... Anthony. Vid. Wolfgang. And Janathus, signing off. Our next selection is a musical piece by one of the three missed composers, Tim Larkin. Actually, you've probably heard this one already at least in part. Our producer, Janathus, put together a suite of music combining all of the wonderful musics that played out as we crossed the lonely desert of Minkata. So, for your enjoyment, here is the Minkata Suite.
There's one man on staff who could be described as our old sage who lives up on the top of the mountain. It'd probably be Moab. Well, I'm, I'm talking about his wisdom here, at least. He, he's not a hermit as, as far as I know. But whenever he opens his mouth, it's usually something worth paying attention to. On that note, may I present Moog and his thoughts. Hello again, this is Moog for the Cavern Today. I was among a pretty big crowd of fellow Uruites who attended Mysterium last year, and among the things I brought back with me were a couple of really striking posters, each bearing a scene from Riven. And it wasn't until I was looking at them again the other day that I noticed the copyright date on each, 1997, and realized that this year marks the 10th anniversary of Riven. Well, this is a milestone for several reasons, and in this month's Moog Thought, I'd like to chat about Riven for a bit and offer a modest tribute on its 10th birthday. It seems like with all the news about Uru Live, not much notice has been given to this occasion, so here goes. As I'm sure most of you know, Riven was openly marketed as the sequel to Myst, quote-unquote. Now, normally the label sequel invites a considerable amount of scrutiny when applied to any product, be it a movie, a book, a video game, what have you. But in this case, the original Myst had made such an impact on the gaming world that billing Riven as a sequel was more than just a given. It was a high honor. Anticipation was high, and we just knew it would be good. Development took around four years, and we fans knew there was something big on the way. We just weren't sure what. There were teaser pictures in Real Mist, as well as sneak peeks in the magazines and online, so we at least had some idea of what Riven would look like when it arrived. And what we saw in those teasers were stunningly rendered worlds, lush with foliage, brilliant with sunlight. We saw an ocean stretching to the horizon, creatures sunning themselves on a beach, spinning domes, a great golden dome, etc. We assumed that if the gameplay was something like we'd seen in Mist, that we were in for a real treat. Well, at last Riven arrived, and I was blown away. With memories still clear in my mind of purchasing an external CD-ROM drive from my old Mac just so I could play Mist, I saw that the Riven package contained no less than five CDs, and like a lot of you, I ended up buying a newer computer to fully experience the wonders of Riven. Old Faithful just wasn't up to the new combination of scenery, animation, videos, and music. When Riven opened, we met our old friend Atris once again. The adventure began with his urgent request that we assist him once again in a mission, but this time the goal was nothing less than the rescue of his dear wife, Catherine, who had been imprisoned by his misguided father. And upon linking to the mysterious world of Riven, we were confronted with a real person in the form of the guard at the linking cage. We'd seen Atris before, but always stationary and always seated behind his desk in Kavir. Now we were actually seeing another person in our adventure, and the effect was pretty awesome. Well, before the adventure was over, we'd also met Gan and Catherine and seen a few of the inhabitants of the islands of Riven, as well as the rebel element, who were trying to overthrow Gen's brutal, self-imposed theocracy. Our initial interactions revealed the basic gameplay to be similar to Myst, as we expected, but the new views that greeted our clicks were amazing in their richness and photographic detail. Ryan Miller told us in an interview a while back that Riven demonstrated what Cyan could do when given sufficient time and money, and Riven provided striking evidence that the designers had spared no effort in creating worlds that could easily immerse us in their wonders. And needless to say, the first time I took the tram ride to another island, I just had to sit back and laugh out loud. It was that good. I remember calling our then young son in and made a return trip just so he could see it too. This was a time when Cyan was young and strong and were exulting in what they could do together. It was a very personal project to all the developers. You may remember that among the numerous Easter eggs in Riven, several developers had cleverly hidden pictures of their children. One of the most amazing things about Riven, and one of its most commented on qualities to this day, was the puzzles. 
Of course, the mist puzzles had been good, but the puzzles in each of the mist ages were pretty much unique to any particular age and were built around our goal for that age, namely finding the red and blue pages. In Riven, on the other hand, each island had some amazing puzzles as expected. But what was most impressive about them is that they all contributed to the overall solution of Riven and to Catherine's rescue and Gan's imprisonment. We had many challenging tasks in Riven, but none of them was merely a puzzle for the sake of having a puzzle. Each one pulled back the curtain a little further and revealed more of the secrets within. The final puzzle, perhaps one of the most devious puzzles in Mist history, setting the marbles in the Great Dome, dependent on our observations and actions in all of the other islands, and even included a missing element to make things a little more challenging. But the final solution, with all of its exciting cinematics, was a fitting climax to all the adventures that had brought us up to that point. Amid the horror of an unstable age crashing into destruction, and amid gale-force winds, we found ourselves present to witness the scene of Atris and Catherine's reunion. And if we played our cards right, that's what we'd see. Otherwise, we'd see our friend Atrus crushed and heartbroken, knowing that his beloved Catherine was lost forever. Oh yes, some of us confronted by Gen found that it actually was possible to die in a mist game. Yes, Riven was indeed extraordinary. Another reason this anniversary is worth noting is that Riven represented Cyan's final adventure in the traditional mode, that is, clicking our way through pre-rendered worlds with a pre-scripted story. The delivery of Riven left Cyan free to do the kind of project they'd always wanted to do, but were unable to, due to the hardware restrictions of the time. After Riven hit the shelves, full-time development commenced on Uru. So when you think about it, 2007 is significant not only because it's Riven's anniversary. This year also represents the date when Cyan closed the book on their traditional adventures and moved forward into real-time 3D and persistent worlds with a continually unfolding story. It represents the end of their packaged adventures and the advent of new worlds that were open-ended and could be shared with other explorers. Yes, folks, Uru was born ten years ago, and even though its birth has been rocky, it's finally beginning to fulfill the dreams of its creators. I'll close by urging that any of you who have never played Riven, give it a shot. It's available on GameTap now, and if you can't get to GameTap, consider buying the game on CD or DVD on eBay. Even after 10 years, Riven serves as a vivid reminder of what made Cyan great, and we can only hope that our continuing support of Uru Live will usher in another golden age for this fine company. For The Cavern Today, this is Moog, signing off. Montgomery has been following the exploits of the other group who's been active in the rebirth of the cavern, Subterranean Restorations. Here's his report on what's happening in their camp. Shara, this is Montgomery, your TCT investigative reporter. Last month, I introduced you to Subterranean Restorations, the first major independently funded restoration project to come to Denis since the DRC was first formed in the late 1990s. Since my last report, Subterranean Restorations has made several calls for volunteers to assist in repairing and restoring a number of Denis art relics, including tapestries and music recordings. However, in perhaps their most daring and far-reaching project to date, SR embarked on an all-out search for former restoration engineer Phil Henderson presumed by many, including the DRC, to be dead, until his startling reappearance on August 3rd. I recently had an opportunity to interview one of the primary researchers for subterranean restorations, Justin Grosbeck, in the SR complex shortly before Phil's return. Mr. Grosbeck, thank you for making the time to talk to the cavern today. I beg your pardon? Just greetings in Gaelic. Klingon, Latin, and Denis, respectively. Ah. I understand you're heading the search for Phil Henderson. Ah, yes. Subterranean Restorations is undertaking a search for any information considering Mr. Henderson's current whereabouts. Outside of our continuing research, you may also see Jacob Haskell and Marcus Halifax gathering information on the same subject. These two men were recruited to assist in our endeavors initially, but they left us our... They proclaimed rather heatedly that they felt we merely wanted to find Phil in order to garner widespread support for our actions. I mention this because I believe it was mainly a particular member of SR that made them feel this way. Personally, I'm helping the search in my limited way, simply in hopes we do find him. My research tells me your team has uncovered a number of neat descriptive books. What can you tell us about those? Well, we found a looking book to an age called Anatsoidal, which means glowing water. 
beautiful age now on these. Other than that, there are two other looking books found in our area. One links to an age called Mando, but none of our researchers have seen this book. Sorry, I'd say it seems readers have gotten to it before we... The other book is a death age called Shutsano, which means, quite straightforwardly, eternal death. But I personally don't judge a book by its cover, excuse the pun. The age is described as being filled with a poisonous gas for an atmosphere, designed so that a civilization couldn't possibly exist. But personally, I think if we were going to go to it with the proper equipment, it would be a wonderful lesson about the art and how it fills in the gaps that the writers left behind. Well, it sounds like you definitely have your hands full, Mr. Grossbeck. Thanks again for your time. Live long and prosper. What Mr. Grossbeck did not elaborate on is the increasing level of vandalism and looting that has occurred in their complex. While the exact location of the SR complex on the cavern perimeter is unknown and access through the nexus has been restricted, there have, nevertheless, been numerous cases of priceless Dini artifacts, including jewelry and descriptive books, being stolen or defaced. Due to a strict budget, Subterranean Restorations relies heavily on explorer volunteers in many capacities, including archaeologists, translators, artisans, archivists, electricians, and database specialists. However, I have been told that right now security personnel are the most sought after. If you are interested in assisting Subterranean Restorations in this or any capacity, you are urged to send an email outlining your experience to Ava Cormac. Her email address is avacormac, A-V-A-C-O-R-M-A-C, at gmail.com. Please listen again next month when I will delve into rumors of dissension between the funders and accusations of SR keeping secrets from the Explorer community. For The Cavern Today, this has been Montgomery. So that about wraps us up for Podcast 28. A lot of time and effort goes into every one of these shows, and it's not often enough that the people behind them get due credit. So... I'd like to say thanks to Dalton Starbine for the news and interviews, Moog for reading the Mad Lib and for his thoughts, for which I didn't pay him his penny yet, still need to do that, for Tornickel for writing the Mad Lib and prodding us when we kind of forgot to finish it, to Montgomery and Nareem for our advertisement, Miles for working with our server and for the artwork, to Anthony for his work on TCT Talk and in managing all of TCT's feeds, to Janathus for producing this show and for TCT Talk, and to Vid and Wolfgang D for their involvement in today's TCT Talk. I hope you enjoyed tonight's cast. As always, be careful when you have the Jalic force field off, and don't feed the Baronoir. For The Cavern Today, this is Alhan, signing off. (laughs) 